Welcome to the Baby Says Podcast with your host, me, Brienne. So I've been MIA, just uh, basically trying to survive this last bit of summer. It's freezing and rainy today, so I guess it's fine. So let's get into it of where I've been. I'll start with dating. I, about a few months ago, I guess the beginning of summer, I went on a few dates back to back where nothing was bad or great. It was just whatever. And then this one guy had messaged me and it was right right around the time like Roe versus Wade had been turned over. And he's like, hey, by the way, how is everything like how are you feeling with everything that's going on that's crazy whatever I don't even remember what he said and I just thought that was really nice uh even though that's probably the bare minimum but hey and then we end up like meeting up for a drink and he's like should we exchange numbers and it was really funny because apparently we had messaged like text each other five years previous and but never met up so I just thought that was funny and then when you you know if you've ever been on an online date that like nervous like fresh deep what am I saying just like that nervous breath deep breath that you take right before so I was like in the bathroom and I was like all right, we're going to meet him, like, whatever. And he's, like, had texted he was at the bar. So I'm like, all right, coming from the bathroom. And then when I saw him, I just felt very calm and, like, nice. Like, I felt very, for lack of better words, safe. Just, like, had great conversation It was the longest date, but not where you're like, all right, when is this going to end? Because that's usually how I feel. (laughs) And we like after we like stayed at the bar until it closed and then went and walked on the water and hung out on the water. And then he drove me home, which I thought was nice. And then I went out of town for two weeks. And when I came back, we hung out like a couple times a week and we got in one small like not even an argument like I just said are you coming to this thing that he had been invited to that my friend was hosting and he said I'm not gonna make it and I was like oh that's not what I wanted to hear that's all I said and it set off this whole thing And then he apologized the next day and then never texts me back, like never responded to me being like, oh, I understand like hanging out with groups can be like a lot, but whatever. I like said nothing that warranted being ghosted. And so that sucked. Um, And then he texts back two weeks later and he's like, yeah, I'm just... Uh, not I don't think our lifestyles align like you like to hang out with your friends and that seems really important and I'm not into that which 
makes no sense because whatever so when someone says something like that you just have to take it as like all right you just like clearly don't like me and that's whatever that's what it is so that was a bummer and then I went on like so when he ghosted me I was doing a freelance job that was like 14 hour days it was crazy so I didn't even have time to like process being sad until after that job was up and I was like that really sucked and I still feel like that really sucks but anyways then I went on another date like a few days ago and you know when you're (laughs) first of all I've lost like I'm not embarrassed at all because I walk into the restaurant and I was like, oh, I'm here to meet someone. And she insisted on walking me to the table and just letting me look myself. And she's like, what's his name? And I'm like, fuck, I'm the worst with names. So I just pull out his Hinge profile (laughs) and she laughed and she's like, okay, I know where to take you. So she takes me and I sit down and we like talk, whatever, it's fine. I just like got the vibe that maybe he really wants a girlfriend and it doesn't matter who it is kind of thing because it was like everything was like we could do this we could do that I'm like we don't even know each other and we stayed at the restaurant until it closed and I was like wasted well not wasted I had three drinks but I have no tolerance for alcohol So then we, whatever, he walks me back. I'm house or dog sitting for a friend. So he walks me back to the apartment building. And then the next day wanted to get dinner and drinks again. And I just said like, oh no, I can't tonight. Because honestly, I was feeling so drained. Not in a hungover way, but just... I don't know, maybe it's, like, disappointment of, like, that one guy really liking him, like, right off the bat, and, like, still, even though we weren't talking that long, still, like, overcoming that disappointment, and then going into someone new, and it's not the same feeling. I don't know why, but I felt so drained, like took the dog on like a long walk then I went on a long walk and was so fucking drained I don't know why I keep reinforcing that so I like googled I'm like what does it mean when you're really drained after a date because sometimes that happens to me and sometimes it doesn't like and there's this whole like website where it's all these girls discussing it and they're like if you're drained it's usually your body telling you like you don't want to be with this person and whatever like some of the comments are funny because they're like well what time did you go to bed (laughs) anyways I kind of believe it is your body like shutting down knowing like I'm just not this is not for me I don't know if he's a bad person but just like not for me Like, he literally was talking about, like, getting me a new job, like, 
going on vacation, like just really being very forward. And it could be he just knows what he wants. And almost like anyone who's willing to come, he's like down for the ride. I don't know. But um, then he, so whenever he asked if I wanted to go to dinner, I said no, but I'm down to go like do lunch tomorrow. But I like had already discussed like I was going to this like dance thing, like disco thing later the day, like in the later afternoon. So I was like, if you wanted to do like an early brunch breakfast, I'm down for that. And then the next day he didn't text till noon. So I just kind of figured he didn't want to go. And then he's like, does two o'clock work for you? I'm like, uh, we can do two, but I have a hard out at like three, like 3.30, just like whatever. And he's just texts back, I hope you find whatever you're looking for in life with a smiley face. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Me too, actually. Thank you for that. And I did, I was like, I apologize if you feel like I'm blowing you off because I'm not. I'm just like, I have plans. And he's like, you don't respect my time. Like wrote back a whole thing. And I've met the man once. So I'm just like, mm, okay. I'm not, not even gonna keep that going. So yeah. So that was just very draining so with everything it's like you're supposed to think like what lesson am I learning with this how like whatever like what's the silver lining this podcast or like manifestation thing I listen to will be like all right when you're being triggered like write down like what are these triggers and then the silver lining of them And so with the guy that I did, like, what did he do that I wouldn't want in a future partner, basically? So I wrote down that. And then it was, like, something really silly. Like, the first time I stayed at his house, instead of him getting up, like, 20 minutes earlier to go get coffee with me, he just tells me where the coffee shop is, which I thought was lame, but... So that is something that I would want someone to do. And now I know because I've never had anyone just say the coffee shop is that way. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think there's definitely something else. I mean, but he showed me things that I did like. um, And I think I feel like I had done so much work on myself. I was so open and honest with everything that I probably wouldn't have been like that a year ago so I do like that with the guy who got mad at me for not going to lunch with him he was talking about how he had done the ketamine treatments because he was like severely depressed after after a breakup And so part of me is like, maybe I was the first person he went out with. And so he's like done these treatments, done the self work, like knows what he wants. So maybe he's not even like 
crazy. It just like comes across that way because being so like forceful and quick and there's probably someone who's down for that with him and I wasn't that person. But then part of me is like, if I did these ketamine treatments, am I going to turn into that kind of person? <laughs> like, I don't know. I want to give people time and I don't know. I say give people a few weeks to see if you even like each other before you're cutting them off for this or that. But that's just how I want to be. But anyways, I'm reading a book called What My Bones Know Right Now, and it's a memoir by Stephanie Fu, and she has been a producer on Snap Judgment, This American Life, and a bunch of other things, but it's really good. It's a memoir of healing from complex trauma. So she was diagnosed with something called CPTSD, which is different. My understanding, and I could be wrong, is it's trauma that is caused like by little things every day. Like she was severely like mentally abused and physically abused, but not like sexually. And I think it just like requires a different type of treatment and different symptoms than normal PTSD and right now I'm like a third of the way done I think she's going through different treatments she's tried and I feel like I'm learning so much I feel like from all the things I've read the main thing is when you get a therapist you absolutely cannot go through insurance you have to do only out-of-pocket insurance. She was saying the best like psychologist or the only one that could give her whatever treatment she was getting, you had to pay out-of-pocket with everything. Um, that just like you never want a therapist or psychiatrist your insurance covers. Apparently if they if a psychiatrist she was saying um worked off of rebates from insurance company they would only make 50,000 a year which is crazy so that's why you i guess don't want that she also talked about getting the EDMR treatment and i didn't realize she said um that i might only work on 9% of people. I thought it was something that worked on everyone, but because uh, I've been wanting to try that. And she did it, and she said it helped with a specific memory and then, like, kind of triggered her into spiraling. And with her diagnosis, it could take up to five years for her to fully heal. And she thought she would be fully healed after these EDMR treatments because that's what some people say, that they get it done and it completely changes their life and makes them okay with things. Um, she also talked about DMN, which I had never heard of before. 
and it's your default mode network. And now I'm realizing this is something I completely struggle with. It's basically not, I mean, it's like AD, like if you have ADHD, but it's when you're like daydreaming, you can't concentrate on what you're doing. Like basically never living in the actual moment because your brain is everywhere else. I feel like I'll be talking and telling a story and then my brain is completely gone in somewhere else and so one of the things that they recommend is grounding which I do try and do and then my brain will go into like daydreaming mode but like grounding literally just like looking at your hands and being like this is where I am this is what I look like that's wood floor like just taking in the actual moment and she talks about starting to do like when she's eating instead of eating while working or watching anything she just eats and she like takes in the taste the smell like the ambiance everything around her so you're not just rushing and getting things done and going into like autopilot mode I guess you could say um but it is basically DNM is de- default mode network. The default mode network is a system of connected brain areas that show the increased activity when a person is not focused on what is happening around them, which is me at all times. And it's saying, I guess if you have any kind of trauma, it's more apparent in those kind of in those people in me people (laughs) and then she talks about like other things that she does that like we could all do which I feel like I've done the same thing she's talking about where you do like restorative yoga which is half like stretching and then the other half is kind of like meditating kind of grounding work and then doing sound baths, meditations, and like trying to fit in all of it and then getting more stressed out. And if you're late, then you're like, oh my God, I'm ruining everyone's time. Like I have to step over them and ruin it. Like they've paid to like be able to concentrate and all of that kind of thing, which I feel like is me. And Here's one little excerpt that I thought um, was interesting. Trauma can result in reduction in the parts of the brain that process semantics, emotion and memory retrieval, perceiving emotions in others, and attention and speech. Not getting enough sleep at night potentially affects developing brain's plasticity and attention and increases the risk of emotional problems later in life. And the scariest factoid, for me anyways, child abuse is often associated with reduced thickness of the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain associated with moderation, decision-making, complex thought, and logical reasoning. Um, Which I thought was interesting because when I was 20, I had to get a CAT scan, and then they made me get a 
MRI, but they never told me why. They just said something was off with my brain. So now I want to know why. If one of what was it specifically, just to know if something was underdeveloped or who knows? Because our don't our brains stay developing till we're like 26, I believe. That's why they say like with Leonardo DiCaprio everyone says he doesn't date girls over 25 but they're saying no once a girl hits 25 they no longer want to be with him it's their choice because their brain has now fully developed I don't know if that's true or not but I was like I like that look at that take the it's them leaving him because they're grossed out so then she like goes on and talks about like all right, you don't have to do every single treatment. Do what works for you. Like, what is actually making you happy and bringing you peace, whatever. That's how we should all be. I feel like everyone can get trapped when you're trying to heal and you feel like you need to do everything and then you're stressed because you're doing too much and you don't even enjoy it. So you're not even happy. So how can you be healing yourself if you're just, like, stressing yourself out? So then she talks about going to like uh, the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens and doing shrooms. And then that, like doing one big trip healed her in such a way of like taking her out of her body and realizing things. So I'm feeling like I've been microdosing and I feel like it has helped because I'm someone who can get, like my brain never stops working. So I can get like really upset or down on things that like don't follow through but I feel like I am picking myself up quicker than maybe before but she has made me want to just like do one big trip and then like take a few days like take a week or whatever off and then do microdose again but I just bought a different brand of microdosing that I want to try. So we'll see. I'll do one or the other. But I liked that. I feel like I was dating someone super abusive for years and doing one shroom trip. I literally was like, I will never talk to him again and didn't. So I really do feel like it can take you out and show you things like but yeah in a healthy way instead of drinking I'm so over drinking I started drinking again because like going on dates and stuff and I just feel like nothing fucks with your serotonin levels more nothing gives you more anxiety nothing does more than that than drink than alcohol like I just feel like Like, I love wine, but it's just not worth it. At least not right now. Like, maybe I'll have, like, a glass or two on a date, but I'm so over it. So, recently I've had, like, some interviews, and one was for Amazon, and it was the strangest experience I've ever had. They refused to interact like human beings, um, and they wanted to debate salary and all of 
that before even interviewing, which is weird because I've never had that. It's like, let's get through one interview and see if we even like each other first. And then they send you like a packet of questions you could potentially be asked, but have nothing to do with your specific job. So it'd be like something with the customer, but my job has nothing to do with interacting with the customer. And so I was like, practiced all of those questions, but then was like, there's no way that for like a creative job, will the person ask this type of question? And they literally do. She stares at a computer screen, didn't go off of like, not looking at the computer screen of the questions asked and then not listening to what I'm saying and then just asking like whatever that base follow-up question is so it could have nothing to do with what I said or anything. It was so weird. And then the weirdest thing to me was when people ask you how to say your name and then repeat it back to you wrong, which... If you just said my name wrong, I don't care. But like, if you ask me and repeat it back, if you can say banana, you can say my name. I'm sorry. It's so weird to me. And it's like, seems like it's only an American thing and specifically more the East Coast where they want to take an A and make it an O. But if you don't speak English, I understand, but like, whatever it's just so weird it's so funny like me talking about not wanting to drink anymore and it's probably because I drank so much the past this weekend because it was a holiday weekend and I went to Dumbo house and we just like got so drunk and then went to another bar where we were talking about how men lie about their height and pulled out a measuring tape and measured this random man's height in a bar. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I went on that date and we like had a couple drinks, probably one too many, but didn't black out or anything. And then, Yesterday, I went to, like, meet my friends in Queens, and I'm never, I don't think I will ever go to Queens again in my life. I sat at a picnic table. This man is sitting across from me and being, like, a dick for no reason. Like, I'm not talking to him or anything, and he just, like, keeps being rude. And so I get up to leave and my ass like was pulled straight back down and I'm like what the fuck and I stand up again and I'm like sticking to the bench someone put a whole piece of gum chewed up piece of gum on the bench and it's not fair because I don't even chew gum so I don't deserve that <laughs> so I had a gummy ass and I laughed and I just felt so drunk. Do you ever feel just like drunk? So you eat and you still feel drunk. It's, I hate that feeling more than anything. So I was like, I've got to go. I came back to my friends to walk her dog 
and still felt drunk as I was like going to bed, fell asleep, wake up, and then can't go back to sleep. And um, yeah, the internet wasn't working. So I just had to like stand, stand. No, I laid and stared. I think this week I'm going to try and do like a group meditation if I can find one because I really miss doing that kind of thing because I just feel like it's such good energy. I really want to do a tarot card reading, but then some people are like, no, don't do that kind of thing. Don't do the astrology thing because I really want my chart read, but I, it's hard to find someone who has like reviews or experience like I don't know anyone who could refer me and it's $500 so I'm like I should probably be doing therapy before getting my chart read if I'm being honest with myself I guess we can move on to beauty I've started a new skincare routine I forget I think it's called skin cycling so you do one day like chemical uh, exfoliant. The next day you do a prescribed retinol, like a high grade retinol. And then two recovery days. So just moisturize, moisturize. Then you start it over again. And I think it's really working. Uh, my skin is so dry, so... I feel like as long as I'm not drinking, it looks amazing. <laughs> I also was debating going blonde recently. And then as soon as they were like, you can't straighten your hair, I was scared. So I came, I found like a reference photo where I could just bleach part of my hair. And because I have like other highlights within, my hairstylist was like, we have to individually highlight every piece of hair to make it look like solid blonde. So just to do like the underneath front part of my hair took five hours, I think, if not more. Yeah, so there's no way I could go fully blonde ever. It is fun, but the top, most of my hair is still dark and just that taking so long is crazy. And then all the, my hair is healthy looking because he glossed it darker. And then having dry blonde is like funny. But I feel like it still feels decently healthy. But he said absolutely do not straighten it or your hair can fall out. <laughs> So that's my other new beauty routine. I'm just randomly looking up meditation classes in New York and so many of them have like moved to apps. But I just feel like it's so much better when you're in person. Anyway, sorry none of this is really that funny, but I feel like I've just been stuck on survival mode for like five years and I'm so tired it's just like all hitting me at once so something has got to give but I was watching this one girl's video on TikTok and I just thought 
why not? She was saying that she just started identifying as a lucky girl. She's like, I'm a lucky girl. Of course good things are going to happen to me because I'm a lucky girl. Why wouldn't they? And to just start identifying that way. And then I saw another video within that realm where it was a woman who had just turned 50 and she was saying advice to give to like her younger self would be being hard on yourself does nothing for you it will not benefit you in any way so there is no point which is so hard but also should be so easy at the same time if we can just rewire our brain to like ourselves and assume good things are going to happen instead of the worst, then maybe things will change. So that's just what I'm gonna do. I identify, you've heard it here first, as a lucky girl. And I will be back next week with hopefully something more entertaining and funny and hopefully report back with a new meditation class I've tried or something because that's my new goal. I'm looking them up. I want to do one in person. So yeah, see you next week. Bye.